0: Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you
1: were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or
0: was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Rap. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Rap. You're here today with Andrew and Spring. Um, So, thank you for listening and thank you for submitting all of your questions. Um, I have something that I want to talk about to start out our show today. Um, and it's about getting injured. Um, so sometimes people hurt you. And sometimes people punch you in the face. And sometimes you have a giant bruise. And this happened to my lovely co-host, Spring. How, how is your injury?
1: My injury is doing pretty well. Um, I think it's mostly healed. So, yeah, last week I was out dancing at a dance event in New York City. I go to a lot of events that are centralized around dancing. So they're not uh, just dancing, you know, at a bar or something. It's events that are made for people who want- What's wrong
0: with dancing at a bar? Nothing,
1: but this is like an event made for dancing. So like, there's no phones, no drinks on the dance floor. Like, it's like you are there to dance and not to like stand around and look at your phone or take photos of people dancing or whatever. so yeah, so people get really into dancing, and it was with two very good friends, uh, Nicole and Andre, and I were all very like into our dancing. And then there was a fourth person, like in our little circle, that had just kind of joined in that we didn't know. And we were all just like moving around crazy, like really like letting out all of our worries on the dance floor, you know. And um, this girl was letting out all her worries, and her head. Crashed into my cheekbone with her <laughs> with her uh, beautiful chaotic movement, and uh, my cheekbone did not like that though, and it um, immediately got bruised and sore, and I I couldn't continue to dance because it was throbbing <laughs> so much, and I was very sad that I had to leave and ice my cheek, but also. I kind of felt like super legit. <laughs> like, I think I'm a real dancer now.
0: <laughs> your first true dance related. My pride was in your dancing. Over the
1: weekend. <laughs> your LGBT so, pride or your...
0: <laughs> all of the above pride. So I'm, I am friends with several of the the top drag queens in South Florida. And uh, Missy Miyake LePage, if you don't know who she is, look her up, we can put a little note at the end of our thing if you want to see her. Instagram, fabulous, fun, fantastic. And whenever you go to brunch, um, they do this thing where all of the birthdays and new people kind of get to stand up and you dance around and they usually have you twerk or shake or something. And a whole bunch of people are up and she's like, you, baby, Andrew, get up here. And I'm like, oh no. (laughs) <laughs> so unlike spring i do not like the kind of uh dancing in uh public no i do like dancing it was fine so i got up there and then when she wasn't looking i kind of ducked and sat back down in my seat she she, she noticed and she pointed me out and she made me get up and dance uh in front of everybody again so um i got to shake my non-existent bum um in front of there was no injury physically I did not bash (laughs) my face into anyone but I was like oh please no but I did very well lots of people clapped I think it probably felt bad for me
1: so we both got to do a lot of dancing
0: mine was uh, approximately like 30 seconds and yours was probably (laughs) hours so no I love to dance too but um okay so uh but I'm glad that you have recovered. I'll let you know when my pride is recovered. The next time you come visit, i'm I'm sure we will <laughs> go dancing again.. Yes. Um, but but today, um, we had someone submit a question um, about uh, people of trans experience, trans people, should they be able to serve in the military? And I assume this question is coming from the United States. There's no other context given um, because uh, the Supreme Court in the United States has ruled a couple weeks ago um, in mid-January that, uh, people who are trans cannot serve in the military or something along those lines. They should be able to be barred from military service, right? So should trans people be allowed to serve in the military? What do uh, you think, Sprint? Yes. <laughs> I mean, right, this is so so frequently, these questions are submitted and so we're gonna, like, just talk to the person about it, right? Just talk. No, but this one's a little different. We both kind of looked at each other. And we're like, what? well, I mean, yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's
1: Sometimes... Um, it's hard for us to even see the other side like i i have to admit that this is one of those issues where it's hard for me to understand why people would say that transgender people couldn't and like i it's very it's like a lot for me to like try to look through the arguments and try to even put myself into somebody's shoes that would believe that
0: well right and we've hit a point with the military in the united states um, and if you're a listener outside of the country, we have non-compulsory military, which means it's volunteer. Um, so you apply, you go through a screening process, you go through some pre-military physical test and then you get in. So like, there's all of these pre-tests. Um, you get tests for mental health and physical health, all of these things. Um, and women can join the military. military, men can join the military, lesbians and gay men and bisexual people can all join the military too. So we're at this point where sex and gender don't matter. Right. All of those groups can join if you're fit and healthy. Um, it just seems like a really crazy step for me to say, we don't care about your sexual orientation. We don't care about your gender, but we only care if you're trans. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it
1: doesn't make a lot of sense
0: <laughs> now. Now, if you are somebody who's trans and you're really suffering with mental health issues, if you're very depressed, then you shouldn't be able to serve in the military as long as you're dealing with the depression. But then if you're a straight person or you're a gay person or you're a cis person and you're dealing with those issues, you also cannot join, right? So I don't think we have to add an extra level. Yeah,
1: so it's if it's about like mental health, then that's applicable to anybody regardless of gender identity and or sexual orientation. But if it if we're saying that it's because of that, then that's already covered, then we don't need to talk about transgender rules whatsoever.
0: Right. Um, I mean, so why don't we take a step back and really start unpacking what's going on with this question? So we both had this gut visceral response saying, what if someone really wants to do this, then what, who are we to say, no, why is this, this one instance where they shouldn't do it? Um, so, Uh, I I mean, I took some time and looked at where this was coming from. Um, So who is really demanding this change and where is it coming from? Um, And I saw that it mostly was not coming from within the military. There aren't all of these stories of soldiers having these issues with trans uh, members of the people who are trans in the military. So it's not coming from the people who are being deployed or the active forces. and then if we look to uh, medical professionals within the military, medical professionals outside of the military, generals, admirals, um, there's not really been a call from people who are in charge medically and within the military for this as well, right? So um, there's not this, there's this huge problem, there's this emergency, we need the Supreme Court to rule saying that we can ban these, this group of people from the military. It's not coming from within the military either, right? Right. Um, so it's not coming from the military, it's not the soldiers, not the generals, admirals. It seems to be a politically motivated I don't know, trick gag. <laughs> Except it's not because it's really hurting people. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's
1: I mean, I think that I I think that this is similar to a lot of issues really where there is political motivation behind it and I think that that's why it's actually so difficult to understand because it might not, it's not based on facts or some type of um, scientific support for this reasoning, right? Like it's based in some type of political need to uh, make some type of change. And that's why we're seeing this.
0: Right. Um, So I I almost always have a problem whenever uh, there's, A political motivation that works to dehumanize or marginalize uh, a group of people right? Like, why are we kind of scapegoating or pointing out this one group and saying they can't do it? Now, I mean, it reminds me of a lot of the other groups through American history who've been denied full equal access as well. For a long time, women weren't allowed in the military or weren't allowed on combat roles or weren't on the leadership roles. And then gay people weren't allowed in the military unless they promised not to tell anybody um, with Don't Ask, Mm -hmm. Don't Tell. And that was removed. It it almost seems like we have this rotating um, kind of oppression against sex gender, sexual minority, sexual orientations, um, and now it's kind of moved. Um, I, I mean, and
1: I, So when you said scapegoating, can you just explain what you mean by scapegoating? Uh,
0: so scapegoating is whenever, like, if there's a real problem somewhere else, uh, you kind of create a false enemy and you sort of transfer blame over there instead. So instead of being upset about a real issue, you sort of create something else and you blame it on them, Does that make sense? Is that clear? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we're just like passing the blame and saying that this is why, but that's not really why. Um, so yeah. So we often see kind of something blamed for an issue when it's not really the issue. And so that's what we think is happening here. We think that it seems like um, they are kind of using this tactic to try to put, I think, just this out into the culture, out into our society to even further stigmatize trans people.
0: Right. I mean, and that takes me to like the, like if I start thinking about other reasons why this is happening, um, there's just something that I call the ooey factor. Not that I feel ooey about something, um, but whenever it comes to gender, sex, sex, issues with women, misogyny, um, often there's a lot of ooey factor, like someone feels a little uncomfortable because they're not used to, they've never been exposed to. So instead of thinking about why or what's going on, they're like, ooh, gross, not that, right? And I think for often... Um, we see that happen, um, in issues of sexual minorities and for women, like, that's gross. I don't want that around me, or I'm not comfortable with that. Um, but then when people actually sit back and have a conversation most of the time where they start thinking about it, they're like, oh, it, it, this is a person and it's not scary at all. It's not really very ooey. But I think, um, a lot of this is actually like a politically motivated ooey fact. These people aren't like you, right? They're not, you don't look like them. You don't sound like them. I mean, I hate to break it to anybody who's anti-trans. Like you look like them and you sound like them because they're just people too,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, the, the issue of trans people not serving in the military, like if we just keep going back to what that is and we look at scientific evidence and if we wanna look at arguments about biology or about um, psychology, about anything, there's no scientific reason, right? And so that's why we're, saying, we're hypothesizing, you know, what are these other factors because it isn't anything scientific. There is nothing um, in the literature that would point to any reason for some policy like this to be developed. And um, what we can find in the literature, um, there are a few studies that actually talk about um, the impacts of allowing LGBT people to serve in different um, branches of different um Countries' armed forces and there's been no negative impacts and those uh, studies have been done in the israeli defense forces the british armed forces and the canadian armed forces so we actually do have evidence that there's no problem with allowing people of different types of gender or expressions or sexual orientations to serve so that's why That's why when we got this question, Andrew and I are just like, yes, of course they should serve. Like there's, there's no, there's not even like some conflicting evidence. There's not even uh, something for us to go, well, let's talk about this. There's, there's nothing but a resounding, yes, they should be allowed to serve.
0: Um, And uh, we're going to go to commercial. So we will be back in just a minute to finish out our conversation on trans uh, military. So you're back. All right. So, there, so Spring was just talking about some of the other research involved. So, all of the research that really is available globally says that inclusion of gay people and trans people in the military, there's no negative impact, right? Um, so, the current uh, the the current laws being changed or or the the lack of inclusion is based on a couple things, right? Um, so, the first is uh, there are, a whole, there are a whole bunch of conversations about suicide, right? Mm-hmm. That trans people are more likely to commit suicide, so they shouldn't be allowed in the military. Um, now, it is true that people of trans experience in the United States are more likely to commit suicide, but all of the research behind that shows that it is not about mental health issues. It's because there's so much external discrimination that they feel terrible, right? Like, like They're constantly being told that they're not good enough or they're being misgendered. Um, It has nothing to do with their military service. Um, And if we look at the military, people in the military are already very likely to commit suicide as well, right? And most of those people are white men. Um, So does that mean white men shouldn't be allowed to serve in the military because they are the most likely group to commit suicide? I mean, it's kind of absurd. It seems like a really bad logical argument. Um, And if we want uh, people of trans experience... To not commit suicide, we as a society need to come together and say, "Hey, these are people, and we need to treat them like people." (laughs) We
1: need to treat people like people.
0: I don't know. Maybe (laughs) we should start saying, "Like we don't want to treat people like people. We want to treat people better than we treat people as a society." Maybe that. Yeah. Everyone, there we go. We want to treat
1: people like those really expensive pets. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, like my really like take care ju- of them and spend a lot of money on them and make sure that they feel really happy all the time and cared for right i
0: want to go home bye everybody <laughs> i'm leaving to go hang out with my d- no. um, so i mean i think we have to be really careful with the way that people sometimes talk about science and they talk about it poorly or they'll just hear one statistic and try to apply it so trans people are, are a high risk suicide group not because they're mentally unhealthy, but because society oppresses because them Because of and tells things them like this. Gonna... <laughs> right. <laughs> like You're not good enough to it serve is, in this.
1: It is this conversation that we have to have that is why they have poor mental health. Because there's this stigma within society, because there are headlines like they shouldn't be allowed to serve in the military. That is why they have poor mental health. Not they have poor mental health, so they shouldn't be allowed to serve. We need to change the conversations and reduce the stigma so that they don't have poor mental health.
0: Yep. I mean, right. I'm a gay person and throughout my whole life, I think about all of the different institutions who told me that I'm not good enough, right? My teachers told me I'm not good enough. Church told me I'm not good enough. The government for years told me my relationship wasn't good enough. I eventually got gay married, but I was so long into my relationship before it became legal, it was almost laughable. And that does a lot of damage to a person constantly being told from all of these institutions that are supposed to be propping you up, right? If you think about it, family and religion and government and school, all of these things are supposed to be telling you, like, no, you're good enough and we can help you be the best you you can be. Um, I think, like, gay people get a lot of negative messages. I think trans people get many, many, many more negative messages than gay people do. And and that's what leads to mental health issues. And that's what leads to suicide, the whole world tearing you down instead of helping to build mm. you up. So if you are a person of trans experience, or you have a friend, um, we are building you up, we love you. And we think you're good enough. And we think that you should be able to serve. And we think that you can do all of the things that people bet that that any person like I want to say like better than a person can be because I think that we need to be treating people better than we treat people. So <laughs> there, um, there there is one, uh, do I, there's one other big issue when I was doing my, uh, my research on this that came up. Um, and that was cost of, uh, somebody going through a medical transition, mm-hmm. right? So like getting different kinds of surgeries, getting different kinds of hormones, um, And that's a concern, I guess. Um, If we look at the overall cost of the military, the cost of transition is actually really small. And then if we look at all of the kinds of conditions that are accepted in the costs that uh, we pay for those over the time that people spend in the military, um, it's a weak argument. Um, Perhaps we could say something like, you know, different kinds or pieces of transition happen before or out of your own pocket. I don't know. Um, but
1: I think that, I mean, I I don't know, um, all of the details on this actually, but I think that, um, those costs actually would be pretty non-significant to the actual military healthcare budget. Um, that is my suspicion. The amount um, of people that actually would need those and would be going through that would be a drop in the bucket of what the healthcare costs are. So I think that, yes, while for one person, that can be quite expensive. For the military healthcare budget, it is not significant.
0: Right. It goes back to that. It seems like a scapegoat. Like we're trying to not actually have a real conversation. So we're just going to say it's cost, or we're going to say it's suicide, or we're going to say it makes me feel ooey that someone's privates might not be the way that I think they should be. It's a lot of weird thinking about other people's genitals that goes into some of the who factor. I don't think it's do at all. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. If you're trans, I love you. Fantastic. Send us a question, give us a call. I'd love to chat with you because we support and love you. You can serve in my military.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you starting a military?
0: <laughs> no, oh my God, no world. I am not starting a military now. I'd call it pink water instead of black water. <laughs> that, 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 totally different military. Um, oh, geez. Okay, fine. Um, let's see. I, I think we're pretty much at the end. I, we talked a lot longer about this than I thought we would, because the simple answer is yes, absolutely. If you, if you want to serve, you absolutely should be able to serve. It's a non-compulsory military. Thank you. If you are a person of trans experience and you're being denied, um, the ability to serve in this country. I I apologize as profusely as I can, as an American citizen, I think that you should be able to. Spring thinks 100% that you should be able to. Um, That's it. Okay, we're at the end, I think.
1: Hooray, I have a joke for us.
0: Are you saying that we're back to the period today?
1: We're at the period. And you know who can have periods? Anybody, anybody that has or has had a vagina <laughs> in some way. A so, uterus. So, yeah. And so we can talk about uh, trans, what?
0: I have a joke. I just you thought have of it. You What do you call, if boys had, what what do you call
1: boys with uteruses? This is why Andrew is not allowed to tell the joke.
0: No. <laughs> if boys had uteruses, what would you call them? Uteruses. Versus.
1: That's not a joke. Everyone knows.
0: I know. It's I stole it from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Shout out. Bob's Burgers.
1: Um, so do I not get to tell my period now?
0: You can tell your period joke as well. I know that you've been waiting a whole month. so.
1: Okay. This is a joke that a dear friend recently told me, and I laughed really hard. Um, what is green and goes, slam, 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 slam. A green dildo? A pickle with four doors.
0: <laughs>
1: That's horrible. Mine's so much better. But it's also it's also pretty sexual. I mean, come on. Slam, 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 <laughs> slam. slam, slam. And it's
0: a pickle. Come on. A pickle. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Here, All right. Um, so our shout out today. Our jo- We'll shout now to all of those uh, voices that support people of trans experience. We have trailblazers who are kind of lighting the way uh, for people of trans experience. We have people like Buck Angel and Laverne Cox who are real advocates for the community. Um, so today, for all of you. Um, and if you have any questions, you wanna get in touch with us, uh, you can send us an email. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413 i it. You can find us on social media. Um, we're at the sexwrap, that's wrapped with the W. Um, like follow like there's a lot of stuff going on we have tips every day now across and some of them are pretty funny spring and i laugh into ourselves that's right um so check out our social media everybody uh but thanks for listening for us today bye bye for
1: everything that you were too afraid to ask at home too embarrassed to ask at
0: school or just too music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious breakmaster cylinder the pod a sonic universe